0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about you, Cowboys! Yeah. Go Cowboys!
0: This, this, this is Talkin Cowboys, streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys
2: world
3: headquarters
0: at the Star in Frisco.
2: Frisco. Allen in. Touchdown. In. Touchdown. Has Prescott keeps it and he bangs it in the
0: touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, John Machoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Live from the Star in Frisco, Texas, and the SWBC Studios, it is Wild Card Week. Today, Woo! Wild we You, the Cowboys offense
2: versus the Packers defense. What is your favorite Uno wild card? What? Uno wild card. Like your, your, your favorite Uno card. Uh, plus is four, it, obviously. Is it draw four? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah it's. Absolutely. I mean, that's like the, that's like the turnover of. An Uno game. It's the ultimate equalizer. You have to step your game up.
1: I feel like you're like a yellow two guy. I feel like that's what you're about to come back with. It's like yellow two. It's, no, it's, it's you guys are behind. If there was a purple four. You, that's you guys are behind the take. times.
2: <laughs> you guys are behind the times. I definitely <laughs> would. But I <laughs> told good. you. There's a new Uno called Uno Mercy. No Mercy.
1: Oh, I've played it. Yeah. yeah. a like There's a draw ten, 10 buddy. i should they pay
2: you yeah. to go, come in here today and Nothing. start the show Nothing yet. with Uno but talk. I like the wild card, man. I like to being able to change the
0: color. Oh, I get it now.
1: This is like, so I've been. You know sitting, what I mean? Like the draw four is cool,
2: but like it doesn't hit home. Like I want to change the color to what works in my benefit or to what you, what you don't have.
1: I've, I've been sitting at lunch with Danny McRae this week over here in the, in the training table, and every every day apparently at his at his lunch table he brings like a just outside of the box question. And is kind of what die. Yesterday he was like. Okay, if you go to like a mall, say in Miami over the weekend, and you see a 10 foot alien, you know, at, did y'all hear about all Miami that Miami stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, Would you come back to work and tell people? Or did, would you think that like nobody would believe you? And we spent like 30 minutes on the topic. It was yeah, actually like, I
2: would definitely say it.
1: I don't know. You wouldn't yeah, know. tell them? Like, you would definitely say yeah, I
2: would definitely it. Yeah, I would definitely tell you. Yeah, I know you, yeah, your yeah. answer. And
1: he, he was also like, Would the people <clears throat> around you believe you? <laughs> I mean, I'm
2: not concerned about that. I'm just that's <laughs>
1: that's kind of how I was, but I was like, If it's out in the news and there's reports and I saw it with my own eyes, yeah. I'm telling people, but if it, was, it was like just me and I saw it. 10 foot alien outside walking in i don't know what i'm doing with that information
2: <laughs> there's a lot of reports like, of 10
1: foot I mean, aliens some lately.
2: guy dressed as a 10 foot alien unless it was real is that a is that a problem is okay. that something that so, <laughs> so listen so, so i'm watching the room and maybe yeah. i'm just behind maybe i'm just behind but obviously at the national championship game watching the game and they're you know getting ready to do the national anthem and all that stuff right and they're doing a color guard there was and, an alien no 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 alien <laughs> but listen but check this out so what are the branches of the, of the military
1: uh, Army, Navy, oh, Marines, Blake, Quorum and Air Force, Space Force.
2: You're missing one, Space, force. space mm-hmm. force. Did you know that there's a freaking Space Force? Yeah, now? it's relatively new. Why do we need a Space Force? Because there's aliens. There is a freaking
0: branch <laughs> it's, called it's Space Most, Force. It's mostly because space, like combat, can go <laughs> up yeah. into the into the oh sure, and of course that's what it is. It. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a legitimate oh, reason for behind sure, that being a yeah. Space Force.
2: Satellites, Space Force.
1: Asteroids, yeah, of course, they yeah, you gotta, asteroids. you gotta go blow
2: up asteroids. E&Bs. That's why you need a whole force for that.
1: Yeah, Armageddon. This is about to turn to Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee. This is what it's already <laughs> turning into,
2: <laughs> I was, I was shocked. I was, I was, I couldn't believe
1: it. Yeah,
2: like the military. I mean, finally, I'm was shocked like, you didn't know about this. Bro, you're I, so, up bro, on
1: I usually am. That's why I was, right? that's Not another reason. Vehicle. You know who else was shocked? The Washington offense, apparently.
2: Apparently, yeah, they, they suck. Uh, but, but, oh. bro, I told my son, I said, bro, I said, you gotta be a part of Space Force. That's what I need my son to do. I now. I thought you were gonna say you were looking for applications. No, I I'm, not. I'm too old. I'm pretty sure I, I aged out. <laughs> hey, when my, you get your cyber IQ. truck, you're gonna be in the space force. Say, I mean, you might have a free free pass. My <laughs> son, my son is smart enough to be in the space force. though, I'm sure. Huh? I think he might awesome. be too tall for it. Can't be in space force if you're too. What's the height limit?
0: In
4: sp- I don't know, for but I, I, I feel like for to be a fighter pilot, you can be.
2: No, 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 yeah. no. No, we're talking about. Space shuttles, bro. Yeah, but if you're in right, a, if you're in a jet, how do you you're... think you get to that level?
4: I mean, I yeah. will say there was a kid that you, think I covered that you just go from how, just driving a car to. No, I don't think there's any background of any type. of Well, I'll, I'll kind of give you an binder? answer
1: here. There was a kid that I covered at my last job. He's actually the starting guard for the Texas Longhorns right now, Hayden Connor. He wants to be an astronaut. It's like why he went to Texas. He's doing all these like astro dynamics or whatever. And he's like six foot four, and like he's. I asked him. I was like, Can you go to space? He's like, Yeah, yeah. yeah they make things for like tall people. He's like, oh, okay. So the, I have that, that answer?
2: So for the minimum. Height is four foot ten and a half inches. You got that one. It's the like maximum forecast. height is six foot four. Wow! Oh, okay. wow. wow! So oh, there there's a you see, there's <laughs> a chance. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. I'm in the game, baby. Bro, anyway, so yeah, sorry, but I was I was literally sitting there with my jaw dropped. I was like, bro, there's a space force. This mm-hmm. is awesome. Well, I'm gonna take both of Isaiah's crazy questions to
0: start this this show, and I'm gonna somehow relate it into this. This wild card matchup is out of this world between the Packers and the Cowboys. Give us Ah! some news and notes. I
1: don't know how I like that. Okay, we'll start with the uh, practice report coming off of yesterday, the first uh, day that the Packers and the Cowboys were on the practice field getting ready for uh, what is it? Oh Nothing. my gosh! Okay, uh, to get ready for the uh, wild card game this week. Um, so we can start with the Cowboys side. Uh, notables: Stephon Gilmore did not practice with his shoulder injury yesterday. We talked to Mike McCarthy in the press conference. It sounds like they're going to try and rehab him today, tomorrow, and then hopefully get him back on the field in time for Saturday. Um, That plan in the past has kind of left things questionable as far as guys playing, Mm -hmm. but you talk to Stephon Gilmore, you talk to anybody, the expectation is that he's playing on Sunday, so there's a little bit more confidence than there has been with previous guys that sit out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, uh, Looking forward into the practice report, Jonathan Hankins was initially uh, listed as did not practice, and I think it caused kind of a concern, but uh, uh, the the team came back and corrected that he was actually limited yesterday. Uh, Tyler Smith was back on the practice field uh, hey. yesterday. Uh, limited uh, reps. He was there doing all the drills in the portion that the media saw inside the Ford Center yesterday. Um, and then uh, Zach Martin, he was resting yesterday, but we did talk to Mike McCarthy. Sounds like he's good coming off of that flu, and he should be ready to go this week.
4: Okay. Gilmore said that he'll, there's a good chance to play with one of those <coughs> harnesses, which he's done before, mm-hmm. so there'll be some limitation there. But he sounds like he's ready to go. It, that's
0: a good thing to, to look at, and I, I think without Gilmore, it's a significant drop-off. We had that conversation a couple of days ago about who would you rather not have and what, what it would do to have that top guy, that starter, drop off and what the next replacement would be. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore to, to nation Wright is the biggest drop-off, and, and that's nothing against Nation Wright, but it's also a credit to what Stephon Gilmore has done to this point.
1: Well, speaking of six foot four, I did talk to nation Wright in the locker room mm-hmm. yesterday for a little bit, just being like, "Are you preparing this week any differently? You know, just in case Gilmore can't go." And it's it's business as usual for him. If he can step in, he'll step in. Mm-hmm. He feels like he did really well in the Commanders. He got good reviews coming off of that from the coaching staff, or okay. good grading, I guess, uh, coming out of the uh, from the coaching staff out of that second half against the Commanders. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, the Packers side, the only real thing that I think should be looked at is AJ Dillon is battling a uh, knee, and, or excuse me, a thumb and a. Uh, Neck injury. He did not practice yesterday. That would be big if um, uh, the Packers can't have that secondary back for Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones has been toting that thing quite a bit the last three weeks, and he's been doing a good job of it. But uh, having one less guy in that room would obviously be helpful towards the uh, Cowboys' run defense efforts. Mm.
0: Uh, Mario in South Texas says the Cowboys have an alien. His name is Michael Parsons. <laughs> ah, yeah, we mm-hmm. see one every day. So huh? yeah. 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 He's, he's walking around the locker room. Uh, he wasn't, though, an NFLPA All-Pro, though.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of wild. Um, a second year in a row, he's not an NFLPA All-Pro. Uh, so the NFLPA Players Association, they the players vote on um, quote-unquote All-Pros. The actual All-Pro list is Friday uh, from, AP. From, from the AP. Um, but uh, yeah, five Cowboys were on the list uh, this year. Uh, let me see if I can write a off without looking at the list. It was CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Smith, Deron Bland, oh. Brandon Aubrey, and Zach Martin. Boom. So um, those were all five. That
0: was pretty quick. You didn't have any hesitation.
1: Yeah. I, had, I hesitated a little bit on Zach. I don't, nah,
0: know. that's okay. I'm calling, I'll calling give it to you. Uh, do you think that's any level of motivation for for Michael Parsons? No, 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 no. for NFLPA. I,
1: I will say though, like he's he did say like two and a half, three weeks ago. He was like uh, he was asked about some sort of award that like the media. Voted. It may be Defensive Player of the Year. Actually, it may be because mm-hmm. it was that stuff was kind of cooking up and. He was like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really care. You know, what I do care about is the NFL top 100 because players vote on that. You know, I'll listen to the players. And now Hmm. I'm like, I'm curious. How long have these
4: days been for you?
1: It's, what I literally mean? asked him that last week it was last week it was last week oh wow long ago. Week? did you I say have, earlier in the season I said like a few weeks ago oh wow yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been to. I have driven like 45 hours in the last week it's yeah. been a, this last week has felt like two years you know how like every January feels like it's the longest month of the year yeah. I felt like I've already lived two months already <laughs> like I am cooked but it's, anywho
0: should be March already
1: yeah it should be like draft time
0: I'm okay with it taking <laughs> a little bit of time yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've same, got a busy March coming up same
1: Um, I feel like we have to dive into this. I mean, all these coaching changes that have happened in the last 24 hours. Let's talk about it. Yeah. uh, Pete Carroll out in Seattle. Bill Belichick out in New England this morning. Um, And you got to throw in Nick Saban being out at Alabama. I know that's not NFL related, but that's huge news. All three of those guys. I think it's a little NFL related because of how many players he's put into the NFL. (sighs) And one of
0: which is a cornerstone of your franchise. And he's right behind your right shoulder in Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: so uh, but I, th- I think the one you have to look at in regards to the Cowboys is um, Pete Carroll being out in Seattle. You know, Dan Quinn obviously has a lot of connections to the Seahawks. He's already getting linked super quickly to that job. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, this, is, this one's interesting. This one's interesting.
0: Let's hear from the man who was recruited by Pete Carroll and has kept up with that
2: Seattle franchise because it's his hometown. We talked about this.
1: AKA, debt. I don't want
2: to say we talked about this months ago because John might say we talked about it last week. But I mean, uh, months ago, <laughs> hey, there's no reason to bring facts into this. Before. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a conversation about what it would take to really pull Dan Quinn away from this organization. Um, being there for the past two years, that was been, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been turning it down. Thanks,
1: John. Thanks, John. Uh,
2: he's been turning opportunities down, and and nice, you know pretty good opportunities over the past few seasons, you know, in terms of he's been the lead head co- coaching candidate um, across the league for the past two seasons. And we talked earlier, and we I know we kind of came to a consensus that, you know, the Chargers' job would be hard for him to turn down just because everything is seemingly in place personnel-wise down there, offensively and defensively, obviously, which is important to him. Solid D lines, you know, linebackers, secondary, all those guys are there. Um, it's, it's L.A., um, but having conversations with DQ and knowing who DQ is, he doesn't. He genuinely hasn't had the urge to leave. Um, but we did say if Seattle, I think we kind of just threw it out there. If Seattle ever? I mean, yeah. Seattle. Pete Carroll's going nowhere. But if Seattle ever popped up, that'd be the one. Yes. Yeah, it popped up. Seattle popped up. <laughs> it's there. And I know John Schneider. I had a good relationship. I have a really good relationship with John Schneider, the GM down there, um, out, up there in Seattle. They don't make this move without knowing what their next move is already. They're not an organization that they're not a they're they're a very calculated organization in terms of decision making. Um, they know exactly how they feel. They know exactly the direction they want to go. Obviously, you saw an example of that most recently with Russell Wilson. Yeah, they knew exactly what their plan was, and they feel confident in it. I and mean, whether, regardless of what everybody else thought. Um, I don't believe that Coach Carroll steps aside and moves to the front office side of this of that organization without them knowing that the next person that is stepping in already is solidified and they can continue the culture that is that of the Seattle Seahawks. And I know people don't want to hear that. I hear it, and there's obviously, obviously I don't know. This is me just speaking from my experience from being in that building and having relationships with those people, and knowing what that city is all about, and that culture, and that community, everything. Right? They want to keep that culture. There's a very unique culture in Seattle, and there's only so many people who have had their hands on that who are in positions to take that take that position. They have the head coach and continue that. Um, and I think that, just my opinion, I think DQ is the only person. That Coach Carroll would step aside for. What about Nick Saban? No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> just wanted to say got no. total question. opposite personality.
2: <laughs> I that's year, just that's just my younger than Pete. That's just my genuine thought. I don't that's want wild. to scare people. I don't want people to feel like i know more than everybody else in terms of what Dan Quinn's thinking. I don't. But I do know Coach Carroll, I do know John Schneider, I do know the Seattle Seahawks and that city. It would take a lot for Coach Carroll to step aside and pass that off to pass the torch off to somebody. They're not going to say, "Hey, Coach Carroll, all right, step aside," and then be like, "All right, now let's figure out where we want to go. Let's uh, see." Any meaning? That's
1: not how they move. No, I'd be surprised if Dan Quinn is not the guy. I'd be super surprised. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 that time of the year, man. (laughs) And
0: like Isaiah mentioned. We've had the conversation previously of, okay, he's still in Dallas for a reason. He has the pieces. He wants to wait for the right opportunity. You could argue there's two right op- opportunities right now. You've got a, a loaded Seattle team that just pretty much needs a solidified future quarterback, and then you're you're Good. cooking with gas. And then you've got the Chargers who have their solidified future quarterback. They just need some pieces around it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you've got two spots that you could say that fits Dan Quinn's mold. You don't think New England's in there? They've got a long, long, longer way to go. I think with, I think with what Belichick leaves behind in terms of uh, a history and a lore of the franchise, it's always going to be in the conversation. But I don't know,
4: just roster wise, I don't think they're up there with those other two. What do you think about that? I think Robert Kraft's hired two A coaches, and it's been Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. I'm, I'm just going to bet that he probably hires a decent coach this time. Pretty solid coach. Um, I think New England is a lot more attractive than a lot of those jobs that were open last year. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I throw it in there. Do you think I know it's, it's more as, of a build? But yeah, do you think it's as attractive as Los Angeles or Seattle?
0: Maybe not. Not even just for for Dan Quinn specifically. Yeah, but just the in Los general. Angeles one's
4: tough because obviously they have the franchise quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: They've like, got a lot of people it, really though. care about the Chargers. That's top. It's a building right? with somebody else that I don't know. The, They're just New England Patriots. <clears> just. <throat> What bill has helped build it to yeah. yep. is on such a level where man yeah. that's that that's a good that's a great job. I know that it needs some retooling in that, but that, that's a that's a and, great job I
2: want to bring up. there's a couple of things that people don't really at least from the outside I would imagine most fans don't really take into account when they're thinking about positions being filled, one of which is culture, which is obviously i'm I'm big on um I was able to have more insight on Dan Quinn coming into the Cowboys, I do know a call was that from me some years back because yep. I knew the type of culture that he came from in Seattle. And I knew the type of energy he had and how he was going to be a culture changer. Um, And that's what he's been. Uh, People don't need to take that into account in terms of potential fits. And then you have to take into account the stability of of the management, all right? The stability of the front office. Mm -hmm. You know, what does that front office look like when you're a coach that's going to step out of something that's very comfortable and you're going to step into another situation where you're now the guy and everybody's looking at you. The people that you have to work with, that wear the suits, right, or or hoodies, whatever they decide to wear. Okay, the track suits. Yeah, those. That's very important because you have to. You don't want to walk into a situation where you're trying to figure out if this the relationship's going to work. That's why another reason why I say that Seattle is very difficult for him to turn down because he knows that organization. He knows the ownership group there. Obviously, obviously, um, you know, the ownership is now passed off to the family, um, but you know Schneider's there. He's not going anywhere.
4: He Dan Quinn is the obvious choice, but you don't think that there could be a potential dark horse, somebody that we're not even thinking about that they are really high on that they just haven't let
2: out. That's that city. I don't I mean there I mean, obviously there's a chance. I just I it's hard for me to imagine it. It's hard for me to imagine somebody who has not had their their hand on that organization at some point in time. Yeah.
1: And had success there. Yes,
2: won a ring there. Correct.
0: So,
1: to the point of New England, I think Mike Vrabel's is probably the guy. Who yes, did that job. for but sure. That just that I seems to too right, but yeah. we'll see.
0: There you go. So, coaching carousel got some injury updates, and now when we come back, we're going to hit the film. It's time for a little QB vision as we take a look at the Cowboys' offense versus the Packers' defense. With more talking Cowboys right after this. App, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member
2: FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you?
0: Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted super food. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah, did you get him in?
2: <laughs> you know that's okay, right, good. Kyle, because your dad, your dad, dude. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of dad, I saw dad last night. Dad win. Yeah. 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 I saw him at the store. Just ran into him. Just ran him so I'm looking in the store. I'm out there filling out our, uh, the water bottles for the house. You know, like the big. The big five gallon jugs. Um, my son and I are out there filling ours up and I'm looking and I'm seeing somebody check out. I'm like, is that Dad? He's like the most unassuming is, guy. Yeah, is, dat
1: dat? is that? Dat? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's
2: like the most <laughs> unassuming guy. And like he's just driving the most basic of vehicles. And I was telling him, I was kinda teaching my son a lesson. I'm like, dude, you would never know. You would never know his, his background nor what he's doing now um, as a businessman. You would never know. That's, and you, and so you awesome. said,
4: so appreciate the castle we live in oh, and the shit, fine no. cars that we drive. <laughs> you know that tip that you stay in every night, son? <laughs> That's right next
2: to that guy. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was good to see that. Mm. So that's awesome.
0: I was thinking of the five gallon jugs of
2: water that you were just filling up. Yeah, how many are you doing at a time here? Yeah, we did three. Okay, we, did, we have okay. five empty containers at the house. It's seven fifty to to buy a brand new one. Or, yeah, and so it's but it's only two fifty to fill it up. So speaking of
1: jugs, did that jug machine come in?
2: Oh, it's in there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're, hitting, we're hitting the ground running tonight and tomorrow. Soccer ball, specific. soccer ball jugs. yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: <laughs> it's time for a little QB vision here <laughs> on
0: Talking Cowboys. Wide 80. Wide 80. It's time for QB Vision with Isaiah
2: Standback. Oh, Kyle, you're hilarious, man. What did I do? You did nothing, bro. I did nothing. You did nothing, man. Nothing. You're awesome. Thanks, man. Tell us about this Packers defense. Packers defense, man. These guys are talking about unassuming. These guys are... they're sneaky. They're sneaky. They don't. Is that a nice way of saying they're not very good? No, they're actually okay. Okay, good. They're actually okay. Um, but there's not a lot that pops off on on film when you watch these guys, right? It's just like they're just consistent. Um, let's go ahead and talk about what they do here statistically. Some of these things that we have here. Let me pull this up for you. All right, statistically, okay. When you look at their defense versus kind of our defense, just as in comparison, we run the third. Most single high in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. We know we're single high defense. They run the fifth most. So these guys like to have one safety sitting back there at all times. um They are also, we're at 30th in split safety. They're 25th split safety. So it's relatively obvious that these guys want to play single high. But then when you look at the other stats in terms of man coverage, we're first in the league, Dallas Cowboys, that is, at playing man to man coverage. These guys are right in the middle of the road. Okay. So, just because you see them in single high doesn't mean that they're playing man to man. These guys mix it up in terms of nickel, base, dime. That's all kind of kind of rolled in there. Okay, the couple of things that you guys want to pay attention to: Dallas Cowboys are number one in the league in pressure rate. These guys are going to be sixth, so they are getting pressure, and it's not always by blitzing. All right, these guys are able to get some pressure with their defensive line surprisingly because they're not doing anything amazing when you watch it on film. These guys are two gap two-gap type of defense. They got some fellas up front that can really just put two hands on you and just try to drive you back into the quarterback. They are physical up front. That's one thing that does pop off the film to me. There's not a guy that you're like, oh my gosh, he's just this amazing pass rusher. Um, they, they don't have a Micah. They don't have a D-Lotto. They don't have guys that you will circle and be like, yeah, you might want to know where this guy's at at all times. Mm-hmm. It's just that they just play hard and they want to hit you. Um, so that's something that is very apparent to me. Um, in terms of their defensive line, the one guy to me that that does stick out on their defensive line is going to be 97. And that's Kenny Clark. Um, he's a, he's a big boy and he, man, he's what six, pretty much six, three, 315 pounds. And he, he looks like it. He looks like it. He's physical. Um, he, he's able to get underneath you, drive you back. I mean, you constantly see guys getting offensive alignment, getting pushed two, three yards back um, when he decides to bull rush. So he is a problem and he shows up with some bad intentions when he actually gets to the quarterback. <clears throat> Outside of him up front, I would have to go to the next level. Um, the guy that pops off film to me is going to be Quay Walker, uh, mm-hmm. number seven, uh, outside linebacker. He is their blitzing linebacker. He's the guy, whenever they want to get pressure outside of their just front four, he's the man that they call on to come up there and go ahead and apply pressure. And he, they usually find a way to match him up against your running back. Like they know, they do, they seemingly do a really good job of understanding what your blocking assignments are up front. They do what most other teams do, right? They take that defensive end, put them out in a wide nine. They take that, they take their five and they bump him down into a three technique. And then they stunt him down towards your center. So now your guard and your center have to collapse on that one defense, on that defensive tackle. The left tackle has to go out to the defensive end and they literally isolate uh, number seven, uh, who's going to be Quay Walker. They isolate him on your running back and they say, yeah, good luck trying to block him. And this dude is Houdini. Not only is he a good sized guy, but he is as agile as all get out. Um, can, I,
1: can I pause you really quick? Yes, you can. I will say the Green Bay Packers give up top five in the league and giving up explosive run plays, which is uh, ten yards or more uh, mm-hmm. uh carries. I think this is a game for Tony Pollard. I yep. really, I'm not scared of their run defense.
0: Well, they're 28th in the league in terms of rushing yards allowed on average, and they've had four games this year where they've allowed over 200 rushing Mm -hmm. yards. Yeah. Four games. And if you think the Cowboys are bad at at stopping the run, which at times they have been, they have two games. So half Mm -hmm. of the amount of time where it's 200 yards Mm -hmm. or more, and they're 16th in the NFL in terms of rushing yards allowed per game compared to 28th with Green Bay. So. You're you're talking about the Cowboys being maybe a below average run defense. The the Packers have a bad run defense. So this yeah. is a chance it's for Tony
2: Pollard. Absolutely, I, I totally agree with you. I know I'm talking in reference to their pass rush, and that's where I see them being most dangerous of the two aspects. Now they're of their team. really good against the pass; they're ninth against the. No, pass. No, I'm saying they're good. They're yeah. they're solid up front. Like I said, it's not anything that just flashes off the film, but these guys they they literally they lock on, they'll drive you back up front, and then they find ways to isolate the guys that they want with one on one matchups. No different than Dan Quinn finding a way to match up Micah Parsons against an offensive, yeah. uh, you know, guard or a center. Right? He finds ways scheme wise to say, okay, you now isolate have fun trying to block Micah. They do the same thing with uh with their linebacker um in Quay. He's 6'4, 241. He's he's a he's a big boy, right? And he like again, he has those long arms, he's able to swim, move guys, throw running backs out the way. So you definitely need to be aware of him. Their running defense, like you guys mentioned, I'm not afraid of it. Reason being from the from the first thing I said, these guys are two gap defense. They're not running a lot of stunts, they're not doing a lot of movements. These guys literally are just locking on and they're coming downhill. So what you see is what you get. Pre snap, post snap is pretty much the same. So, in terms of da, uh, I'm gonna da, 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 that, I'm going to say that. Dad win? Dak. Okay. That, Dak. Uh, answer, uh, that dude. Huh? How about that? Um, All right. Uh, it's just of, as bad as my cheesy cheese. <laughs> one joke of my clients the got me this segment. Um, in terms of Dak being able to put the offense in a good position. To run the ball, this, there should be no problems here, mm-hmm. unless they change from what they've been showing on the film. Um, where, where they're at is where they're going to be, um, so that's good. There's no, it's not a lot of shifts on the defensive front. They're not changing their fronts from over to under. Literally, they're lining up and they're saying, "Let's play ball." Um, so that's good from their from their regard. Uh, as we go to the secondary, there's I'm not seeing a lot. I'm, I'm really not seeing a lot uh, from their secondary. I know that the name that everybody's going to talk about is going to be you know Jair Alexander, number twenty three. I haven't seen much from him on film. Haven't seen much what at about all. Like during a coin toss.
3: <laughs> yeah, he be there. Um, just I, Did I
1: news segment this week with him? Uh-uh, he he like, he, like, hijacked a news segment and was like— uh, Oh, I did see that. He, he said something like, uh, the bag are going to be ready or something like that. And the news reporter was like, and we got a fan over here. <laughs>
0: oh, like, <laughs> she had no idea. He was in he street no clothes
4: idea. and he just, like, popped over her yeah. shoulder. He did a little, little seatbelt thing real quick. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going like, to back up the reporter here because, I mean, that sure. like, totally photobombed the end of our post-game show the other day. Like— Dak Prescott and I didn't even notice he was standing there and so the only reason I knew he was there is because I had a monitor in front if I would have flashed back I mean he was in like a Bright yeah. red suit too. Yeah. So I probably would have noticed if I would have like flashed back and seen him. But if I didn't have the television monitor there, I would have had yeah. no idea no who awareness. it was,
2: no idea where it was. We're lowering like your, your, your Madden awareness is going down. It's, just yeah, speak. it's bad. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> but also <laughs> so it's like, like a 26. live reporter, you're probably terrified that like somebody running up on your set's going to yeah. say something stupid. Oh, it's a real problem. And you're man. like, okay, <laughs> you're just happy that it gets out and it's Wasn't all that, safe.
2: Who's that one guy? Used to run around saying something crazy. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. Anyways.
4: yeah. Well. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay. You can't right. say it on air. I know what you're talking you about. Know the talking about. fact <laughs> that in my brain, I'm saying, like, why is he bringing this up right now? That's yeah, right. what yeah, I'm, I'm saying. That's what well, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> there it, like, led to James for while, suspended that for the Clemson
2: game. Like, <laughs> That was a thing. All right. So, as we, I wasn't going to say it. You almost got in trouble, buddy. All right. So, as we go to the secondary, okay, the secondary. Uh, Again, Jair Alexander, he hasn't shown up. He's doing more talking than he's doing playing right now, from what I can see on film. Mm. Uh, They're not asking these guys to play a lot of man-to-man. So he's not getting opportunity to really show off what I think he does best, which is press man coverage. Right? He's going to talk, he wants to get up, put his hands on you, and stay in your hip pocket. These guys are not playing a lot of man-to-man. Whenever they are playing man-to-man, it's usually because they're blitzing. So if you see their technique change and their cornerbacks do an awful job, hopefully they're not listening to this, but their cornerbacks do an awful job of, of hiding coverage, meaning majority of the time these guys are playing cover three. Okay, One safety back, four guys underneath. The cornerbacks are playing off and outside. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you draw it up on paper when you're teaching you know, your, your middle school team. That's how they line up. These guys are off and outside about six to seven yards and they're looking inside. That's one of them key key um what's the word I just freaking dropped the word? Um indicators that you look for as a quarterback. If I come out and I see single high and I want to know whether or not it's cover three or, or it's man, I'm looking at how the how the cornerbacks are lined up. Are they are they pressed and inside? Are they pressed and head up? Are they off and head up? Right now, okay, that's probably man to man coverage. If they're off and outside, they're looking in towards me, it's zone. Right? so it's cover three i already yeah. got you figured out now really good cornerbacks and good defenses obviously they'll mess around with that alignment i'll line up inside to show like it's press man and then right at the snap of the ball i'll jump and change my technique a lot of different ways that guys mess around with you but these guys don't they line up and they show you what they're what they're playing coverage wise um with that you should know what the heck's going on from dax perspective you should know that it's cover three you should have no issues and if they see if you see them change their alignment Right, all of a they're not often outside. You look out there, these guys are now press man. I was like, okay, now you're probably playing man. Now let me find out who's blitzing. And that's typically the indicator. And the guy that they're usually freeing up, I guarantee you, you look down, there's probably a three technique and a nine technique, and there's a number seven off the ball at the second level. That's the guy that they want to get matched up against your running back, as I mentioned before. So not a lot going on in this secondary. Yeah. Um, it's usually three. It's usually one. Um, if it's one, then something's usually coming. Something's usually brewing.
1: I know this was a long time ago. This is like feels like three months ago. It'd be like a year if we were talking me. Uh, but when, when the Cowboys play the Rams and you were looking at the Rams defense, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Shaw Rottenheimer earlier in the week compared this defense to that one schematic wise and personnel wise do you I don't remember yeah I like
2: I like slept since then yeah a couple times yeah I neuralize myself every week (laughs) I was surprised to see that the uh, the opponents
4: passer rating against is like 94.7 which is like top 10 worst in the league only picked off seven passes Which is the worst in the NFC? Mm -hmm. So I was kind of—I don't know—I just kind of surprised that I was really surprised that Tennessee is what leads the NFL in that they've only picked off six. I I just think of the Packers, especially with the Jair Alexander. If you're not watching them a ton, you're just like, "Oh, okay, well." They probably are middle of the pack or something like that. And it, you it just, look at the numbers and you're like,
2: they can definitely throw on this team. There's no question yeah, about that. Yeah, you'll be able to throw all day. And I think a lot of times the reason why they're playing that single high is because of what you said. Their run defense is not solid. So they're trying to add that extra man to the box. They can't afford to have two guys back deep because they're, they're going to be you know only six guys in a box. They're lighting the butt.
1: But it, it also feels like against the pass, they're just trying to keep everything underneath. Yeah, like as long as they don't let anything over the top, they're fine. They're really good at not allowing explosive pass plays. Yeah. I think that's just as a result. And, and this works great for this offense because this yeah. offense is so West Coast heavy, middle of the field. See, I just don't see any issues. But the
2: thing is, like, typically if you're trying to keep everything in front, you're not playing a single high, right? So like, you literally can overload. Uh, a single high cover three type scheme. I can put three guys to one side and I can run seams and I can pick you apart. The one thing that these guys do a good job of, which is probably why they're limiting some of those plays because they're, they're second level defenders or linebackers and that road down safety. They get a lot of depth. Hmm. They get underneath your routes. So, I mean, typically where these guys' responsibilities is kind of be around that 7- to 8-yard range. These guys are dropping 12, 14 yards back, right? The cornerbacks are playing off and outside. They're getting back and playing over the top, and they're allowing their second-level defenders to really get a lot of depth, which means that sometimes you might have to check it down to your running back and let him get some yak yardage, right? So from that regard, they're trying to play a cover-force type, like – um, scheme mentally, I guess, you know, you know, that that type of um, approach with a single high safety. So it's, it's kind of weird how they're there, that they're asking those guys to say, hey, we're gonna say single high, we're gonna have run support, but when you guys see that it's passed, drop out of there. Like mm. get the heck out of there. Oh one thing I forgot to mention, they green dog one of the few teams that I've seen this year that actually green dog. Green dog means that if you're a linebacker, okay, and your responsibility is me in man to man coverage as a as a running back. As soon as I see, let's say run, play, action, as soon as I see that I'm not getting the ball, you have free range to go ahead and rush the passer. Like, my responsibility is the running back. If the running back is not going out into a route and he's not getting the ball, I can blitz. I have free range to blitz. And you'll see that, I'll see that sometimes with them. They'll come up, the linebacker will kind of take a little jab step, and he'll see that the running back's not not going anywhere, and he's he's off. Right? It's like he has the green green light to just go.
1: Which is interesting because you have seen Tony Pollard a couple of times, like start off in pass protection and then leak out. So, you know, just chip real quick and then go.
2: Yeah. Yeah, You better get it off because because those guys, they're definitely coming. coming. Yeah, he's coming. So you better get the ball off.
4: I always find it interesting when you talk about all the different things that these teams do on the back end. And then yesterday. Uh, Dak in his locker, I think you were over there for a little bit, just, just talking off the record, just about, you know, seeing things inside out versus mm-hmm. outside in and stuff like that. And when he when he was talking about it, and a lot of times when you're talking about this stuff, I just it's so fascinating to me because it's like, for the average person, it would be difficult to dissect this and hit the open receiver with no pass rush. You just standing out there and just having, like, to get the ball out quick, especially at the NFL level, mm-hmm. especially at a playoff level of how teams are playing, it is so... I mean, obviously, people talk about the arm strength and all that, but like upstairs, what these guys have to have, yeah. you know, to be able to execute, because yep. how quick like these windows open and close, and mm-hmm. and and how you have to read things a certain way, and how guys got to be on the same page with you, it is, it's just fascinating. Like yeah. I, that stuff will never get old to me. I, I'm always like blown away by all of that because again, like that's with no pass rush. Yep. yep. So I can't even imagine like, and then you add in like a guy like a Drew Brees being a little bit shorter, and you got the big offensive line for you. Like, I, I just don't think that. <laughs> I don't know how the NFL would do it, but I don't know that fans get the real perspective. I guess yeah. you'd have to put a camera on the quarterback, which teams don't I want to do. That, yep. right? <laughs> right. But I'm saying like, yeah, 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 that's true. They did. I'm just like, I think, I think people would have far more appreciation yeah. and more understanding of why, you know, everyone does these quarterback ranking lists of how why there's really only five to 10 that are really super, super elite mm-hmm. in the world. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it just, it's, yeah. it is amazing. It
0: is incredible. And and, uh, it almost would look like the old, uh, they had the ESPN video games back in the day, like 2K. Mm -hmm. And that you would have like the first person mode where you have like the whole face mask in front of you and you're just running around kind of doing your own thing. It wouldn't even be close. It would be even more harder than that. All right. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, I've I've got a question from the fan text. I, I really like this question. It's from Anthony in Seattle who listens all the time. He's talking about Dan Quinn, and I want to ask this question when we come back right after this. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details.
3: Back to
0: Talking
2: Cowboys.
0: Back here on Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Nick Harris, John Machoda, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. What are you up to now? What are Nothing, you looking, Kyle. Are you looking at high school uh, basketball pictures.
2: I was trying to go back and find it because we were watching NFL Network and they were talking about Coach Belichick and mm-hmm. talking about they had that segment with Randy Moss. Yeah, talking about the Halloween, the Halloween party. party. But I, I was oh, there yeah. on the team that year. Oh, okay. So I have pictures, like on my old hard drive. I have to go find them of Coach mm-hmm. Me and Coach Belichick when he was dressed up as he was a pirate. a pirate. But what were you? I was a pimp. Okay. <laughs> okay. What was Randy? I can tell you what he told was me. Was he SpongeBob? You just
1: showed up normally like then. Like normal, Dang it! You it to me. Who had the best uh, costume? Uh,
2: Randy Moss was SpongeBob. Him, yeah. and his, him and his lady were SpongeBob. Both uh, of them were SpongeBob. Wes Welker was Party Boy. I bet one was Patrick. I don't remember that. Yeah, that don't think was though? SpongeBob. One was Patrick. TB12. Yeah, TB12 was there. Him and Gazelle. Okay. Yeah, she was pregnant at the time. Did he dress up? Yeah, they both dressed up. Okay. So everybody that
4: was there actually dressed up. Oh yeah, Do it was a fun party. He party was, was amazing. Who what was Tom?
2: Tom was <laughs> I don't think oh, I can say no. it out
4: here. Okay, nice.
2: Yeah. That's good. Good for <laughs> yeah. him. What was he a goat? No. I think he was a I think he was a pimp too, but he was <laughs> but she had like yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay.
1: Let's see these pictures. So
2: many references today. <laughs> that was a fun night. I can tell you that. I'm yeah. trying to find the picture for mm. me dressed up that night. Of I all... know I didn't post a picture of me and Coach Belichick, but I think I posted a picture of just me dressed up that mm. night. Of so all the NFL
4: films, it. like behind-the-scenes videos, and there's a lot of great ones. That's one of my favorite. The, oh, yeah. the Randy going to Bill talking about that, and I think it's in the same episode as a – I think it's all about Belichick, but Brady's sitting down with him, and they're going over film, and, and they're just, like, dissecting. They highlighted Ed Reed. And, like, how difficult. No.
2: That was me that night. He won him off as a lineman. Turn around and show it to, to Nick's oh camp. Oh, boy.
4: My gosh. Oh, there you
0: go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Andre the Giant? Nacho Libre. Nacho really yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Oh, man. All right, let's get to this question. Yeah, let's ball. get to the question. Anthony in Seattle. And and um, this has been a conversation, I think, on Cowboys Twitter a little bit. Hopefully, Dan Quinn uh, potentially leaving motivates the current Dallas Cowboys, the current guys on this defense, going into the playoffs this year, uh, what do you? F- how do you feel like that impacts this defense? Knowing that that could be a possibility as a player, as somebody that's on the outside looking in, is NFL insiders like you guys? Does it matter knowing that Dan Quinn's possibly out of here at the end of this campaign? Yes, yeah. it
2: does. Yes, it matters. Why? Because you got to go get it. Not to so, say that you didn't have that mindset already, but sure. it's 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 a heightened sense of awareness that, hey, we might not be the same next year. You got one shot at this. Yeah, we might not. There's a high probability, <laughs> greater than it's been over the past two seasons. I know mm-hmm. you've been hearing that the last two years, but now anybody who has any kind of antennas knows that there's a heightened, heightened chance of him leaving. And you might want to go take advantage of this because who knows who's going to be leading this next year?
1: For what it's worth, we asked Deron Bland kind of that question yesterday in the locker room, and he was like, "Man, I'm focused on this journey. The guys we have right now, like, yeah. I'd, I'm not worried about any of that. Yeah. But also, that's just who Deron yeah. is. He probably doesn't yeah. like pick up his phone until like 10 p.m. every night. That's me. Yeah, like, he still has his high school huddle highlights like pinned on his Twitter. Like that's how like under the radar he is. Good for him. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I love that's it. That's why he's an all pro. Yeah, I wish I could be that yeah.
4: Like that. yeah, that's tough. I was standing there when yeah Bland gave that answer. To and that part of it made me think of how, especially if you're a younger player, you're just like, you're, you got so much going on. It's the playoffs, everything's heightened. That I'm sure even with him, though, it adds a little something there, a little bit of a sense of urgency mm-hmm. because of that. But I also think having Dak Prescott on this team and him being able to share how he's been so open about 2016. Yeah. And, and, and admits that, hey, he thought this league was going to be easier because of how smooth things went. And I remember those times. I remember Scott Linehan talking outside the locker room saying how, like, yeah, i got to remind him sometimes. This isn't how it always goes and stuff like that. Hmm. And so because of that, I know that Dak is a big proponent of, like, <clears throat> man, you don't, you, you don't get these opportunities all the time. you got to take advantage of them. But also, yeah, I, I certainly think with the Dan Quinn situation, I just – the only part of it is I wonder how many players on the team even know, like like, how many guys are sitting around going – Man, did you see that Seattle job just open? Man, Dan's going to take that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there aren't any. Yeah. But I, I just find it hard to believe that there's a lot, you know? Yeah. I, I bet you that
0: conversation's been had, but yeah. there's people focused. I'll, I'll share this story, yeah. even though we're not technically supposed to share what we see in the in the lunchroom. Uh-oh. No, this is really – this is cool. This Buckle is a up. cool story. Uh i was walking back from a workout they had like a boot camp thing that they run on wednesday afternoons and i was walking back yesterday thanks for inviting. and uh, hey i invite you every week um you, you just said you don't like working out anymore the uh i was walking back through and there were balloons there was like a whole thing of balloons and there was a, a gold 50 i was like that's cool like somebody's birthday i wonder whose birthday it is it was john fossil and they, were, they had a whole setup in the table. His family was in there. And there was just like a special moment between him and his family. But I thought about it a little bit more. I was like, not only is that a cool moment of like, hey, he's getting to celebrate his birthday, but he's at the office. He's, and this was at like 630 yesterday. He's at the office at 630, and he's going to stay for long enough to, his, to where his family had to come in to the office and celebrate his birthday, which by the way, happy birthday, John. A little yeah. belated, but. Uh, Being around him and knowing him, does that surprise you, though? Not even a <laughs> single bit. And, and I think from the outside looking in, you forget that there's human elements to playoff runs. Human elements to the NFL, and, and you mentioned it a couple of days ago, how this is the time of year where these guys don't leave the building. They don't leave. They, they barely sleep. If they do, it's, it may be here. It may be as close as you can get to here because it is nothing but eat, sleep, breathe football. Yeah. And so even having a special moment like that is something that stuck out to me of like, this staff is locked in. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't the only one in the building. I could say yeah. it, it no, like they're, he's – Those hours are crazy. Everyone was there. And, I mean, and it was it was know. just kind of something that stuck out to me and something I thought I should point out. <laughs> well, it's that, always
4: interesting when players – like you ask like players like towards the end of their careers or even after their career is over. Guys have been in the league for a long time and you'd be like – so what do you think, man? Maybe like coaching next, and so many guys would be like, "No, nah, I'm not trying to Bro, put in those hours." I literally had one of my one
2: of my old teammates text me last night after this the Seattle news came out. He was like, "So what you think about coaching?" I'm like, "What about coaching?" He's like, "Would you go up to Seattle and coach?" I'm like, no. "Bro, it would take so much money." To, mm. And then he started throwing out numbers. I'm like, "Yeah, no, that's that's not going to be enough to get me up there and." What those was your number? Hours. Huh? What was your number? He, he <laughs> you want me to be a jerk, don't you? He, he threw out some numbers and I was like, nah, that's not going to be enough. Then he no, threw out one your, number. I'm like, I'm listening. This is a safe space. This is a safe space. Five what's million? your number? The, the number started, he, when he mentioned, no, it was 300. Once he said 300, I said, okay, I'm listening. 300,000? Oh, yeah. i listening. Million. Yeah, stacks. Come on. <laughs> I said, I'm listening. But it would take, I me. Mean, those hours are crazy. You don't see your family. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying like those guys sacrifice so much. And speaking of birthdays, shout out! Today's my brother's 50th birthday. Crazy, you oh, cool. brought that up. So shout yeah. out, Jamar Williams. Love you, bro. Boom. Uh, you're you're old. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those guys don't see they don't see their fams the way they want to. Yeah. Right. And when well, they and do see moving their family too. Well, they're yeah they're moving. But the thing is, like, you don't see your kid before you leave. You're leaving while your kids still sleep. You're here in the building by the time they're waking up, and you're getting home after their sleep. Yeah. So if you have young children, like you miss so much of their lives.
4: Yeah, you do. You I feel for the so I feel for the kids way more than I do the the coaches, just because of the fact of you. Obviously, you just said your father's not going to be around as much because he's always working. You're getting you're having to move to different places. So then now you got to get into yeah. a new school, and then here's the worst part: if the team's not playing well, mm. you got to hear all these, <laughs> you know. Yeah. God, there's all the words I want to say I can't say. Yeah, no, for talking sure. about it, yep. and you gotta, you, and you, and you're just like you don't even know what you're. There's so much more to it than you know what's
2: going on. Yeah. Like that's just, yeah. Yeah, funny, funny, quick story. Kind of, we have to get out of here. Yep. We're we're leaving the Michigan game after he after Penix threw his last interception. I was like, all right, son, let's 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 get about here. Like it's over. Right? Did you watch the celebration? No, we're out of here. Um, so it was pouring down rain. I want to get, to get about it. Yeah, exactly. So Thanks. we're walking like literally walking out, and like we're in the middle of a bunch of Michigan fans, right? And I don't know how we got like in the Michigan section, and literally all the fans that were sitting by were like all right bye bye leave my son like puts the brakes on and like goes looks at him and gives a meme mug i'm like just just go keep <laughs> just, just keep going i'm like my son's the most most r- respectful, mm-hmm. like not outspoken at all. And this dude gave the dust there. I'm like, <laughs> he has like a little temper. I'm like, bro, just keep walking. I wish you would have let him pop off. No, like I wish you would have let him get going. Bro. <laughs> he was like, I wanted to thrash them. Oh, <laughs> it's like, bro, what?
4: I like no, wel- space force, baby. Welcome to college football fandom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he saw an alien. Yeah, exactly, He's
2: space <laughs> a force, aliens. baby.
4: All right, John. Before we get out of here, what's your prediction for this week? Uh, Cowboys thirty, Packers twenty. -hmm. I, I I could see it being close, but I just think that this Cowboys team is so much better. And like I said, uh, a couple or yesterday, a couple days ago, I don't know.
1: Yeah, look at you. Uh,
4: (laughs) I just I think the Cowboys could have went fifteen and two against that Packers schedule. Yeah, and I don't know if the Packers make the playoffs in if they had the Cowboys schedule. So. Yeah, 30 to 20 Cowboys. Uh,
0: Got it. All right. We'll give our predictions tomorrow. We'll have Josh Rodriguez on the show. Then we'll break Rodriguez. it down for you next week here on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow. We're a say it with your chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?
3: Yeah!